episode 23 of Board Games with Varying Hex is all about Board Game Arena. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, myself and Adam talk about our favorite board games playable on Board Game Arena. If you haven't heard of it, Board Game Arena is a website and an app that allows you to play fully scripted versions of many popular and classic board games. The site does all the shuffling, rolling, and rules moderation for you, allowing you to play quickly and easily from anywhere with friends and people all over the world. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to myself and Adam talking about Board Game Arena. Board Game Arena. There's so many games on it. So many games. Yeah. An embarrassment of riches, if you will. And you can play it laying down, board games very stubbornly. You can't, uh, for so no. many of them, play them laying down. Now on BGA, all the ga- it's like you're playing the app version, so to speak, of a lot of these games. You can play it in a browser, on your phone, on a tablet. You can play it with other people for free. They do have a paid tier, but it's not very much money. It's far cheaper than the amount of money I've spent on apps, even though it is an annual membership. It's still like, it maybe went up to $30, but they've added like over a hundred games and raised it like $5. So it's hard to even be upset about that. So yeah, yes. a bargain for sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So we are going to pick our top five from BGA and it's getting harder all the time because they just keep putting games on it. They do. I'd like to preface this picking of the five with I had played quite a bit of Board Game Arena in the late 2020s, mm-hmm. early 2021s, then it took a bit of a break. So anything that's been added within the last nine months will not be on my list, but I'm sure those are excellent picks, and I look forward to any critiques and criticisms. Yeah, and I also played the most. Some of my favorites are have been on there for a while and I, I think we'll still shout out some other things that are on there. I made a, um, in preparing for this top five, I made a want to try list because there's a lot of things that I that are on there that I've seen I just haven't gotten around to. And I'm like, well, let me just write them all down as part of going through here and doing this list. 52 games. So there's 52 things on there that like I haven't even gotten around to yet. Obviously, like it's so likely that one of, if not all, of a a future top five might come from those 50 games. That's more than enough for a top five. So there's there's so much on there. Can't say enough things about Board Game Arena. But now, Adam, what is... And are you doing these literally like my number five, my number four, three, two, one? Or are these just like, you know what? These are five good ones. They're just five good ones. I didn't actually rank them. I picked them for different reasons. Oh, okay. My first pick is going to be because I think the Board Game Arena version of this is inherently better than the actual live version of this game yeah and for that reason i'm picking hanabi on board Mm. game arena yes i was hoping you'd pick it i like i had it on my list and i was like i think adam's gonna take it i think i'll just push that down bring some other game up here i barely like it in real life i think it's like it's a team building exercise (laughs) i feel like there should at least be a luncheon or some sort of payment for playing Mm -hmm. that game in real life Mm -hmm. on the on board game arena however though it's tracking the things for you the information you know you can see who gave what clues in a way that doesn't detract from the point of the game no i feel like we're succeeding and failing somewhat similarly Mm -hmm. but without all of the paperwork and like you know administration yes because for sure when you're playing um hanabi 
it's a co-op game where everybody has five cards in their hand, but you don't look at your cards. So, I mean, just alone, every time you have to draw a new card, usually at the table, there's a chant of don't look at it because it's just impulsive yep. for every other game that when you pit, draw a card, you look at it because it's yours now. Your cards, exactly you is the only person who doesn't get to see them. So when you're holding these five cards, you're just looking at the backs of them. Everybody else can see those cards and you're looking at everyone else's cards. You're giving clues and in person, you then have to remember the clues that you were given. So you usually do some kind of hand origami <laughs> so that certain ones are in different places. And it's like, well, the ones at this angle mean this. And the ones that are dropped out of the bottom of my hand mean this. And that's how I'm keeping track of what's what. But inevitably, you'll get a clue from somebody else who you have to either say there's all of this. These are all the cards that are this color or these are all the cards that are this number. So you will have worked out some kind of configuration in your hand that makes sense to you. But then as you play cards and get new information, like it often doesn't stick. No. So the other part of that game becomes, can I remember what people have told me? The other thing is when you're playing in person, I think you're more, I played it once at work. That game is only a game if you follow the rules because otherwise you're just like, giving heavy handed hints about what people ought to do and not do. Yep. So someone will go to touch a card and everyone just like goes, ah. like makes a collective kind of groan. Like, is that the, you sure? Is that the one? Which is still like, you know, playing that at work. It was still fun, even though effectively by the letter of the rules book, like we definitely cheated, but you know, it's lunch break. It, it, it was still a good time. What's very nice about this digital one is you're not having to hold your heart, your, hold your cards weird ways. You know exactly what everything is. You also have a little bank where I think you can always look through the discard pile, but rarely do. It's keeping track of the cards you've played so you know whether or not you can even keep going for a certain number. Right. Don't bet on that white three. If all the white threes are gone, it's right. super helpful. Yeah, and then yeah. when you tell someone, oh, yeah, you have, you know, you have a white four in the physical game, they might be like, oh, great. But, and think to keep it, not realizing that, like, yeah, white, that's just dead to us now. Like, we made too many, we made too many mistakes. It's a white garbage is what it is. Yeah, yeah. And that's, the, the idea is that if you played the game perfectly, you would get all the numbers out. But, like, kind of the... The basic conceit there is also you're not going to play it perfectly. Like it's, no. it's not going to work out, even if it's just a shuffle problem where like the right cards just don't show up and you just have to get rid of things. Yeah, Hanabi is a great pick. My first pick is going to be, gosh, a lot of mine are honestly pretty similar, but you just, if I really go top five, I was kind of going with the things that I have either played the most or enjoyed playing the most on there. And therefore, I'm just going to go ahead and get Draftosaurus out of the way. As you should, and as everyone should. Yeah. If you, there's no reason, if you even find yourself on Board Game Arena, it's going to take five minutes. There's no reason you shouldn't try Draftosaurus. You roll a dice, and then the dice kind of goes around whoever the like first player is. And it just kind of dictates where you will or will not place a little dinosaur meeple. That's the whole game. The different zones on your board score differently. The dice says what zones you get to put a dinosaur in. You pick a dinosaur and then you pass your dinosaurs to the next person. I think one of the things is going to come back up in my BGA list. One of the things that I like a lot about games on there, when you're doing things like drafting and passing, 
It's just automatic. It's so much faster because that like little bit of an admin that slows those games down is gone. So you can just, I have played like two, three minute games of Draftosaurus with complete strangers because we're just all completely switched on. We're ready to draft dinos and you're just clicking, clicking, clicking. It's very relaxing. It's kind of over before you know it. There's two sides of the board, but I think by default, BGA does not, I think by default, they don't put that as the game setting. So unless the person right. that made, like initiated the table, so to speak, unless they've changed their settings, you are not playing, you're not playing more than just the front board. So that's like maybe the only not the best thing. So I think the game is better when you play both sides, but if you play one side of that, you know, you're just clicking right through those dinosaurs. It's great really really enjoy draftosaurus on there and it's almost like i think we've mentioned it on other podcasts just obligatory that i say draftosaurus because it's yeah uh, i've i think i played it 19 times last year every single one of those times maybe once was on tabletop simulator but i think the other 18 were on board game arena yeah it's stellar game Highly recommend it to everybody. Yeah. What's your second pick? Ooh, we're going Serpentine style. So my next pick is Seven Wonders. Oh, nice. What is a little different about this? It is still, again, that drafting thing where you're picking a card out of your hand and passing it. I really love that on BGA because it's just so clean and easy. The other thing that I really liked about Seven Wonders specifically on BGA is that I, until until on BGA, had never played a game of Seven Wonders with seven people. And it's different and it's great. It feels more like Draftosaurus. I mean, like when you usually play Seven Wonders with just a couple people, you see the you see the cards come back. So you can kind of wager what might come back to you and what you'll have another chance at. So, you know, maybe there's a lot of military in that hand. You might take one or maybe you don't take military because you're like, there's probably still going to be at least one of these military cards and I'm not picky about it. When you play with seven people, like you're not seeing those cards again. So really that first round is a kind of a complete crapshoot. And it's just like this dwindling, your first hand of cards, there's like so many possibilities. And then it just becomes like picking between things you don't want. And that's setting you in place for, okay, now the next round, I have these things I didn't want. I guess I'm doing this. Let me see if I can make that work. So I didn't, ex- I didn't know how much the game like fundamentally changed just the experience of it. The scoring in Seven Wonders, is it super fun in person? Uh, we usually uh, use an app to do that when we're playing uh, the physical copy. The fact that it's scoring for you as well is excellent. So yeah, Seven Wonders is the next on my really drafting BGA top <laughs> five, but fine yeah so it kind of similar but different to what you're talking about my next pick is going to be welcome to Mm. because i like that you can have 10 people playing at one time like i'm in person i've never actually done that right played you know even a roll and write i know like you can online like videos and youtube will do that sometimes and stuff but like it feels more real time when everyone's actually marking the stuff off at the same time i think it's the biggest game i've played on there and so i think it's just a unique experience if you haven't done that Right. to do that and welcome to is just the the one that i do that with i i've played it on there only once or twice and maybe it was i think it was still just like four people a lot of times it's not it's i played with like one other person before but every yeah. once in a while you know that scratch off you know you right. win more than a dollar of the ticket back right you get <laughs> right right a good right group in there it's a great game on there it's super easy again just takes a lot of any thought from it like, it tells you exactly, you know, the options, where you can go, where you can't. Right. You can't make any mistakes on yes. there. Like, oops. 
Yes. And in that kind of multiplayer solitaire game, it can definitely be easy for one person to make unknowingly make mistakes. And I think that's some of what you just sort of submit to when you're playing those sort of games is that like, I don't really know if they're putting their houses in and their whatever in the right way. Like we're just kind of here to experience this together, but that kind of keeping the rails on it and allowing for those bigger play sessions is pretty good. And I think that they also have the, do they have the Vegas one on there as well as the regular welcome to maybe I believe they, they do. might both be on there. The Vegas one, like it's a bit much. I have all of those physically and I'm kind of thinking because the digital versions exist, like I don't, that's one where I don't know if I need to keep the, uh, the physical one. I don't know if they've put all of the little expansions that exist into bga or not 12 by the way 12 is the most you can have on that 12 so. wow that's pretty yeah. good yeah that's it's pretty, pretty cool when that happens that was my second pick and now we're going to your third pick my third pick and this is kind of an of course because this has been ranked my favorite game oh. in person as well for many years mm-hmm. and to be able to play it consistently and regularly and quickly i'm going to pick dice forge Oh, yeah. BGA. Yep. Absolutely. Excellent on there. Now, Dice Forge has great, um, the physical game has very nifty, these chunky plastic kind of Lego-ish dice where you snap different faces onto them. The uh, digital doing that for you is pretty Mm -hmm. cool. And how fast is when you play Dice Forge, everyone gets to roll a lot. Like you're rolling and getting resources often. And the fact that it's, you're not like waiting around. You're not trying to keep everybody on the same page about who should be rolling when you have lots of bonus cards that you can buy that will also maybe trigger extra rolls or extra things you can get. This is another one where it's a great game in person and the admin is very doable and worthwhile in person, but boy oh boy the game gets a lot faster when all of that admin is being done by a computer yep absolutely and there are the expansions are on there as well i will say it's a little more of a surprise because i feel like more than other games people like to just put some expansions in there or that you can pick different cards when you set it up okay yeah since they give you those different options so sometimes the screen shows up because i'm just hitting play dice forge yeah and then there's a moment of who is that for four blue and you got to like re- read real quick on that right, stuff. That's right. the only thing. Especially if you've it's done hard to set. A real time game. Because when you buy the regular box, there's kind of like two sets of cards more or less in there that you can do anyways. If, you, uh, if you're doing a real time game, there's sort of a time limit on your turn. But then to just jump into a real time game and it's like, oh, you have the expansion and all of the cards I'm unfamiliar with. Okay. So I guess we're just, yeah. I guess we're just clicking things for a little bit here <laughs> until we get caught up. Yeah, that's nice. I didn't know that they had all... I guess I didn't think about if you were setting up the game, you would have like a default that you set up the game with with different cards like that. Yeah, but it's super fun. And like I said, it's quick. It's awesome. It's everything you love about Dice Forge. And also, I lose so much online in like a good way. We're like, people are so good. And I feel like in person, not that that you guys aren't great. I'm not saying I win all the time in the game, but... It's just a different level of playing where I've also seen people play in ways I would never play. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my biggest recommendation to play online is yeah. that you see so many more people play different strategies. It's so cool. Yeah. Go do it. 
And that's right why on. I a lot of the things on my want to try list are bigger games, as you will continue to tell from my top five. A lot of short stuff because mm -hmm. like I just hop on and play a few hands in between something else, waiting for something else, then sitting down to play a big game specifically on um, BGA. For those big games, it does allow you to play with people that you wouldn't have played with, see strategies that you wouldn't have seen otherwise and i think it just i think you see that because it lets everybody get play those games more often and not even just more often if you only have an hour to play games in a day or a week or whatever and you can just get through maybe possibly three games of dice forge whereas if you were in person you would be only playing one game of dice forge almost certainly right and losing a piece, half the time yes. is spent, where did... Right, because you use one to flick the other yeah. one off, and you heard it. You did hear it, <laughs> but you're going to need to find it, or else you're never right. going to play with four people again. It's just going to be a three-player game from now on. Let's just go ahead and finish out this, maybe I just want to draft and pass cards on BGA, with Sushi Go. That's another one where I play with more people. It's another one where you can play super fast. I first started playing things on BGA. It was like aesthetically, it's still, it looks a little better now. And some of the games look quite nice, but at first there, it was very fundamentals. Like it was, here's the piece. We put the piece in the place. It was not like a, a cute or themed experience. Sushi Go is like the background is sort of themes. A lot of the backgrounds will just be like whatever your default is. But Sushi Go, it is kind of like a table and little conveyor belt kind of thing. And you can see everybody's um, cards. There's a little freezer kind of thing for your pudding. That's something you see in the apps where they're usually like, a lot of those apps are like beautiful for board games. Um, where they really like make the art come alive in a way that you were not expecting for the $7 or less that you paid for it usually. Um, but yeah, the Sushi Go does have a little more theming in BGA uh, when you play it. And it's a classic game. It's one that I now don't own. We have Sushi Roll, but I got rid of Sushi Go because over time you play something enough and it's like you're just kind of over it. You've kind of played through it and you're not really looking to do that that often anymore. So that's my third pick. My fourth pick is here. We start to get into like those are three that I really played a lot. And then some of the ones Adam mentioned, but I knew he mentioned them also some of my favorites. So now we're getting into which ones are my favorites versus which ones do I think are just good on BGA and I enjoyed playing. And the first one of those is going to be Res Arcana. Oh, excellent. I have the physical game for it. I have both expansions. They're also good. I don't know if the expansions are on BGA or not. And that is a game where, like, we played the first time. And this can just happen with board games where, like, you and your group are perfectly happy playing it the way you're playing it. You're all finding it challenging. You're all kind of viewing the game the same way. And you had a lovely time. I was looking at something for Res Arcana on on Board Game Geek, and I don't remember what I was looking for. And it was just like, oh, yeah, you can win in four turns, something like that. And we first played this on Tabletop Simulator while we were all playing a part. And we did not play it that fast at all. We were just hanging out being you know mages and whatever else so i kind of like read that was possible and then you 
uh, read like someone's like, oh yeah, you just use this and this. And it's almost, cause they're saying like, is the game broken because you can use these two things together and then like beat it so fast. And I was like, what? Cause you're just, it's a race of 10 points. Um, sort of it's, that's like the, how you win the game. And you're doing that in rounds. First playing it, didn't even think it was possible to do that. It's very much possible. And having something like this on BGA, it's not heavily themed, if I'm remembering well, like kind of the setup for it, but it has a lot of cards and you you have a hand of cards that stays the same throughout the whole game, which is kind of weird. It's a randomly dealt hand of cards. You get to look through them and see what they are, but then like, that's your deal. And from there on out, you just have to make that work for 10 points. So the ability to cleanly read everyone else's cards, to see what yours are doing, to know which ones, because you kind of activate cards, you like turn them and unturn them based on the rounds or maybe some other powers. So being able to see all those things cleanly, and again, the dispensing of resources, the spending of resources, it letting you know what you can and can't do is just really well done. And when you kind of also realize the game can be played in like four turns or pretty fast, you can see these different combinations. You can play with people that get a hand of cards and you see them do something different with the cards. It's a good place to uh, play and try out Res Arcana. I've, like, that was one of the ones where some of the other games, like I expected them to be on BGA. That was one of the first ones where it got on there and I was like, what? This one's on BGA? And now that is only like... That happens all the time now where I'm like, oh my gosh, they also put this on BGA. But that was one of the first games where I didn't expect it to come to that platform and was like, ooh, this is going to be fun. So yeah, Res Arcana. That's a good one. And you know, that's a really good point you bring up about um, managing other players' boards. Because I think mm -hmm. some games require it a little more. And that yeah. is something in person I always struggle with without accusing somebody you know you have that hey yeah. what are you doing over there right right what, what right. are you doing right right like so it, it does really help i think with just navigating what everyone's doing a lot of games have that log which i think is really helpful mm -hmm. it'll say this person took this action this person took this action mm -hmm. so even if you're not watching their board you can kind of see the path that it took so mm -hmm. lots of cool tools there to i think help maybe improve your game or just see what's going on yeah I like it. yeah definitely Excellent. I am going to pick for my fourth a game that I've talked about before. It's a game that uh, when it was released on Board Game Arena, I was able to like start playing it immediately, which is a unique experience because then you kind of get to actually be in the rank of like the top people oh, yeah. on that. Now, I've since done nothing with this, <laughs> but if you get that opportunity for a game you know how to play... It's pretty cool yeah. to actually see you move up and down the top 10 of everyone. Yeah. And I got to do that with the game Splendor. Mm -hmm. And I think it's still good. I think it's good in person. I think it's good online. Yeah. I think, you know, I don't know that it's doing anything magical by being online, that it's not mm -hmm. in person. But for me to have that experience online was really cool. And as they keep releasing games... I would just like to mention to everyone listening, give that a shot if you can. Look at the release time. It was like noon or something, and yeah. I was sitting there, like, ready to go. Let's go. My, my final game, I think there are unexpected improvements you see in life, and that's what this game was and is. And that game is Toshambo, where okay. never did I think I would enjoy playing a no. version of Tic-Tac-Toe as an adult. Nope. And... It's, 
It's not, I'm not saying it's the best game, but it's pretty fun to just play. So the, the premise is that I assume we all know what tic-tac-toe is, but you can cover it. So it's rock, paper, scissors on the cards. And then you get to like cover other people's cards if you can beat them with your rock, paper, or scissors respectively on there in order to actually gain the square. And it's silly, it's fast, it's a lot of luck, but it's also fun to say Toshambeau. I mean, it's just, it's playing to a lot of things on that. So it's it's a good recommendation. So you're like battling kind of for each spot on the TikTok? Because I have not played this. Yeah, oh, oh my gosh. How have you not played this? It's so good. It's uh, So yeah, so I'll put like... And like if I'm X's, I'll put yeah. X paper down. Now you can put oh. a, a a circle uh, rock anywhere, but you can't put on the paper because rock does not be paper. But you could put a circle scissors, on and you have a hand paper. of cards. You have a hand of cards yeah. that you're drawing throughout this, and so you could put circle scissors anywhere or on top, covering my X paper. It's just a it's just, yeah. it's super silly. It's great. <laughs> you should you should play. Uh, I feel like I have I have not tried it. I will try it. Uh, now I have one more to add. Now fifty three things on my want to try list. But I have other uh, like shout outs games that are a little more in that arena of like you know what I just I do just keep playing it. So I don't know. I'm not even I and now correct me if I'm wrong. Are are you intending to get some physical version of Toe Shambo at any point? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 So almost a t-shirt more than the actual game. Correct. Yeah. 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 yeah I'll have to give that a try. I feel like I've heard of something like that, but it was not, it's, it's not it's not that, but I think I heard of something that was like, you know, tic-tac-toe plus. So there might be more than one tic-tac-toe oh, plus so the, game the, out there. there. The other one okay. is anyone can play it on the paper. So you do a large tic-tac-toe grid and then inside each square, you put a smaller tic-tac-toe grid. Definitely not. And then you play what I was tic-tac-toe for each of the squares. Oh, and gosh. so, but you can place them anywhere. So it's kind of a larger map of things so as you're placing them there if you win the tic-tac-toe in the square then you get the big square the same big square that you won inside of yes but you're saying okay so tic-tac-toe is nine boxes you're Correct. saying that there's a big set of nine boxes yeah and then inside of each one of those is nine boxes yes. so it's like no an- no. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, a, a, I'm a sorry. grid of nine boxes. A grid, yeah, a tic tac toe in each. But when you're playing an X or an O, whatever you may be, you don't have to play in the same one that someone else played in. No. So you're waging nine wars. Yes. I. This definitely sounds like a podcast between <laughs> you and Aaron. It's not. This is not for me. He might want to I don't do know that. How he and I haven't played it. Honestly. It's a little confusing. There's you could on. You wouldn't even have to be in like tabletop simulator. You can. There's usually just like a whiteboard and a lot of like meeting. Microsoft apps Paint would get us there. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. gosh, that. I mean, you know, games are great and everyone's play the games they want. That that sounds horrendous to me. Like I just. 
so many other, like I'm getting a lot of chores done instead of spending time doing that. So my last one, Board Game Arena is a great place to, regardless of where you are and how much you want to participate in board gaming as a hobby, it's a great place to just try out games. One of those, I wanted to get one on my list that I first tried out on there and I'd still, um, like to get in person and that's Tobago. Mm, so for yeah. Tobago at first blush, it sounds like it wouldn't work because you're all collectively deciding almost like Ouija board style where this treasure is going to be. So like you're starting in different zones in the board, like you're starting different places by how you play it. You're, you're saying things like, well, the treasure's not next to the mountain. So all together, you're slowly eliminating areas and you're trying to navigate to near where that's going to be while you also eliminate places where you don't want it to be. But everyone's trying to do that. I've only played it on BGA. What a great way to try out new games. Something like that, that like, especially big games. I have not done a lot of big games on Board Game Arena, but the price to get in on those can be $60 or more. Yeah. And you're kind of trying to watch videos and read rule books and imagine if you'd like it. This is a way better to at least play it through once and and know. But yeah, super fun. And I think some of these, uh, Tamago, it's not, the game itself is not a heavy game, but I imagine that when you would be actually setting up in person, it'd be kind of a lot. I imagine it's a, it takes up a good amount of space. Just getting the all of the pieces, the ability to play games either real time or to do them on turn-based for some of those bigger games where Aaron and I have played Board Game Arena when we were in Chicago. We were playing it while waiting on the subway. And like you just... You wouldn't, you can't just have things out yeah. <laughs> like playing like that. Otherwise, so just that ability to like close it and it stays there until you can open it again is great. So yeah, being able to try out new games is one of the best parts about how their library just keeps growing. And so Tobago is the one I have in there kind of represent that. It's not even a new game. I think that game is somewhat old. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Board Game Arena has some some other cool features, too, on it. Mm. Um, a, there's a million choices for your avatar, which I think is fun. Like, <laughs> yeah, and they are I, not like, I have a TARDIS, and there's no way the BBC or Doctor Who is aware that they've just put a TARDIS. Like, they have a lot of things in there that maybe they <laughs> shouldn't be allowed to have, but also I'm into it. Yeah, so I think that's pretty cool. Like, when you sign on, like, you know, you're not seeing the same four avatars everywhere yeah. as you're playing this stuff. I think that's cool. The other really cool thing about it is the translate function in the chat. Oh, right. So since it's a global community on this, it will translate for you. So if I say hello and I'm playing with somebody over in Europe or wherever, it'll translate that and back as well. So uh, that's so cool. Like it's such a small thing that yeah. as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, that's really neat that they're doing just things like that to connect people. I think they, the company that started it is in Europe. So one, I think they already were a little more interested in providing translation than maybe if it had been American based. Cause we're like pretty sure everyone speaks English is kind of the way that we approach most things. Mm -hmm. So one, that just kind of being in there too, because it is international, there's still times where there's more or less people on there. You can sort games by popularity to kind of know which ones are more likely to get a table of people. But by and large, if you're not 
crazy picky at any time of the day or night, you can be playing a board game with some other person. And there is a chat there. I You don't see people abusing that chat or like saying crazy things. I see a lot of good game, a lot of GG regardless. And usually the only other comment outside of that is when something's not working for somebody like they maybe their internet's not working or like if you play beta games on there maybe it's not displaying properly for them it's not usually like trash talk or even people trying to like it you know how the internet can be it is a very good internet community it's usually just people being very respectful and saying things like nice job good game yep nope i've had a couple people like message me like asking hey how did you do this thing because like maybe they don't understand all the rules in a game as well like or hey how are you taking two turns in dice forge every time and you're like oh (laughs) that's a fair question because if you think if you're only taking one and i'm taking two every time it does look like i'm cheating that's fair and you kind of explain that stuff and you're like oh okay i get it like but even for them not to come at you like you're a dirty cheater why are you you know (sighs) They're coming at you like, um, excuse me, I've noticed you keep getting points. And And maybe it's a really good translate function. Maybe that's what they're (laughs) saying and it translates for you. Maybe that's how good it is. We'll just take out all these words. Right. (laughs) Here at the end, a few games to just shout out that aren't really in my top five. Again, oh, and then Tobago is 2009. So... It's nice that it's oh, not wow. just it's not just new games on there. And we should say, we haven't mentioned this. This, I guess, this will start the shout-out section. They also have, like, Connect Four and Chess and Checkers and Backgammon, Yahtzee, some card games. There's a whole classic game section on there. So even if you're not, like, interested in modern board gaming, you can also play all those classic games. And I imagine there's people on there to play them with you. Cloud City. I have as a shout out for BGA because it's actually in 3D, which I didn't even know if I know I didn't know that Board Game Arena could do that. Everything else is very flat. When you're on Tabletopia, uh, things are kind of like 3D rendered and it's not doing the rules for you. You have to move everything and shuffle everything yourself. Um, But things are kind of like actually 3D. They look more like the game components themselves. Classically in BGA, things did not really look like the the game components. Everything was very flat very top-down, kind of no-nonsense, but again, much higher on the function and the programming of the fact that the game was doing it for you. But Cloud City is a game, I think, by Phil Walker-Harding. It's a pretty new game, and you there's three different heights of buildings, and they're tiles that show two of the colors of buildings. So there's three heights, three heights, three colors. Like, each height is just one color. And there are cards that will show two buildings on them. And what you're doing is building a little tableau in front of you that's your cloud city. So every tile that you take with those two buildings, you take the physical buildings as well. And you're building these walkways, these kind of like skywalk walkways in between the buildings. So for a top-down view, that would have been madness because the game depends on your ability to really exercise all three dimensions you're building walkways that go over other walkways because they're all at different levels but the 3d on there not only does it exist it works great you can imagine how maybe it would be really buggy and difficult it works great so cloud city while i actually bought the physical game that's a different story for a different day 
but the it works really well on BGA. So I was impressed by that just because I didn't expect it at all. Can't Stop used to be the game that just by default BGA would make you start with. I don't know if that's still true. It went from, there are games that are just all out free for everybody. And then there's games that are premium. If you don't pay, you can still play those games. You just have to wait for someone with a premium account to create the game for you to join. Can't Stop used to be like, here, we're going to teach you how to use BGA with Can't Stop. It's just a push your luck dice game. And it's not exciting. It's as exciting as dice are. And then how you feel about that will determine whether or not you like Can't Stop. I think dice are exciting. I'll just still play Can't Stop. And that's something that Aaron and I, we'll just have like a few minutes waiting on something. We'll be like, "Mm, Can't Stop on BGA. I'm going to just do that real quick. (laughs) Um, And the idea is that you're trying to, you roll a couple dice and you're trying to move up tracks that are two to 12 because those are the numbers you can get on dice. The two and 12 are really small tracks. The seven is a really big track. And if you ever roll the dice and can't move one of your three kind of like save tokens up a number, then you have to pull your save tokens off. If you stop and just say, I've moved up far enough, you then get to move your permanent tokens. So every time you roll, you're kind of like trying to set your sights up a little higher up the mountain. And if you push your luck too much, those guys, I guess, fall off in the kind of real world view of it. And you just have your previous save point. Can't Stop is just, it's not exciting, but in some ways, if you have been on BGA for a bit, it feels like kind of the default gateway into all of this. So nice to get a shout out. Lucky Numbers is kind of the game that I'm like, it's not great. It is a new game. It's not, it's exactly entertaining enough to play on BGA. I don't think I'd buy the game. I don't think I'd want to actually play it at my table. I'm glad you mentioned Can't Stop. Uh, That would have been in my shout out list as well. (laughs) It's not, and again, you're right. It's nothing exciting, but what I do like about it, it is a perfect representation of uh, dice math. So if you're new to not just board game arena, but like, board games yeah. it teaches you dice math immediately like better than anything else i think right. on that so it's kind of a nice gateway to dice games yeah um shout out to um through the ages oh, uh, not boy. a good shout out though nope i can't can't stand it on there so it's uh really i, I will i played a few i cannot Why? i think it's it's still too hard to navigate what everyone's doing on okay. the game i feel like to manage everyone else's board okay and it's just tough. And I think the I play the app on the phone right. still, like regularly, oh. and I love it. Okay. It is not as good as the app on the phone. Okay. I have not played it because the app on the phone, like, I like maxed out. The, there's a lot going on in that game. It's a well-made game. I can't imagine playing it in person because I don't think that I could Yeah, I've never played manage it, it either. Yeah. So I hadn't tried to play it on BGA because, like, let me just keep this between computer AI. I don't need to bring this in front of real people (laughs) in the real world. And there's a lot, a lot of challenges in the app version of the the game. And it gets very difficult. So, like, I'm just playing on easy. I'm feeling like I'm more... I'm more than challenged enough. Thank you. Uh, this will be just fine. I don't need... And you, as you read through the challenges, and I know that you've nearly completed if not 
nearly completed? I'm I'm working on it still. Yeah, like, there's a couple just of those super difficult nightmare ones that are just tough. There's just, like, the first row of it, and it's basically like, you'll have to play on hard mode. And I'm like, no, I don't think we're ever going to get there. (laughs) So, and that's just, like, one row of many uh, of challenges in there. So, I am surprised on one hand, but then also, you know, maybe not at all surprised, because the app is excellent. Yeah, so that's uh, that's kind of my. I don't know that I have any other shout outs of your fifty two. I do have a couple that I'm excited about having oh. gone back again. Yeah. What are? Do you have like a top couple that you're really excited to play on there? Oh gosh, it's a real long list. Now you I know will... what. Let me start while you look. How about that? You've yeah. got fifty two. I, I have two. I will say for shout outs, the crew on there is pretty good. Both of them. Oh, that's true. It is are good. pretty yeah. good, and that's sort of like a well, obviously the crew, and we've just played it a fair amount anyway. But like, and it's only, you can get that for $10 on sale at Target. So, you know, just by the crew, but you don't always have people to play with. There are always going to be people on BGA to play the crew with, I'm sure. Don't know how that works. We've only ever played like with friends because you kind of have this option to endlessly play or not. So yeah, that's my last shout out. You tell me the ones that you want to try. I'm excited to play Tapestry. I know that's a big game. And I think... Like you kind of mentioned playing big games on there before I drop $60, $70, which is a guess at what that costs. But yeah, like, that's accurate. Uh, I hear it's really good, mm-hmm. but I also have heard that about big games that I disagree with. So like, let's find out for sure that it's the kind of big game I like. Um, the second one that is uh, a Benjamin Franklin of Savings is a feast for Odin, which is now right. in beta on there. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That's we have not talked game. about that. I can play for my already paid for membership there. And I think that the, I think that Feast of Odin, along with a small collection of other games, you can play one player on Board Game Arena. The setup for it is annoying. You have to go in and say that you're going to manually create a table. And then you have to like pick the game to manually create it. And then you have to put it in training mode and then you have to, Put the players down to one player, which is you. You're there. And then you have to open the table to other players, even though oh. you're definitely not doing that. And then it'll be like, oh, yeah, you're all here. And it's like, yeah, I was already here. So there's not like an easy solo play button. And there's not a ton of games on there that are solo. But I think that Feast for Odin might be one of the ones that lets you play it solo. Tapestries as well. It says one to five. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there, I have done that a couple times. Oh, I played Rally Man, which honestly, maybe that should have been in my top five. It's one that I don't own. I played it solo. I've only ever played it solo on there. And I just, I um, don't love a rule book in general. Like if I can just click around and figure it out and just experience what happens, like I'm sort of okay with that. Um, And that was what I did for Rally Man. Like I kind of looked at some rules and videos. I'm like, oh, I bet I get it. And I, I mean, I didn't, but I was just playing by myself, rolling dice, running into things, you know, cause it's a racing game. You're kind of pressing your luck at times about how you're driving. And I just kept playing it by myself, rolling the dice, seeing what would happen. And it was doing a random board every time. And they're very random. Like they're very different. So that's another one that would be interesting to actually play with other people to see what the setups uh, the setups happen to be on that. Mm, that's good. I've never played that. I'll just give that a shot. Rally Man? Rally Man GT. Okay. Yeah, I feel like we're just making a list of games we're about to play. And I'm... 
fine with that. Making a game day. I'm fine with that. I would like to try race and roll for the galaxy. I've maybe played roll once, maybe. I'd like to try those. Yeah. Um, Dungeon Pets is one that people talk about a lot. I'd like to give that a try. And then there's some newer big games, Beyond the Sun. It's a big old tech tree. I'd like to do that. City of the Big Shoulders. That's another kind of big one that's, I think, on the edge of 18xx and kind of some stock-ish things, which is on the edge as well of games I'm going to be interested in, but would like to try that. But yeah, there's also some other small things, some other new things. Like I said, I have so many in here. Jekyll and Hyde is a two-player game that I almost bought. Come to find out, it's been on BGA for a while. And I only didn't buy it because I was like, uh, I don't know if I'd really like this or not. So that's one I'm going to try with Aaron to see, do we want to actually buy this two-player game to have in our house? So yeah, there's, yeah. it's a long list. This sounds so... Uh, cliche they're adding new things every day i've also played um happy cities when i played on there and we have it home they have like love letter jaipur railroad inc which has so many different mm-hmm. versions at this point carcassonne kingdom builder viticulture patchwork pandemic like it's a real they have glow which we bought in person and i was very surprised to see is just got put on there on beta parks is on there like yep it's 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 real good I think, to sum it up, Board Game Arena, it, it's real good. I treat Board Game Arena like I do like my Netflix subscription. Because they're like, it's going to go up by a dollar. I'm like, still a million movies? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Charge right. me another dollar. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> why would you even bother me with this information? The fact that you ever let me pay $7.99 is your fault. And yeah. I'm glad you're correcting it. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, you should respect yourself more. Yeah, that's good. That's great. Yeah. It's real good. What, what more can we say? Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to episode 23. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at Variant Hex. We have a website and a blog at VariantHex.com, and you can email us at podcast at VariantHex.com. We cannot recommend Board Game Arena highly enough and suggest trying the premium subscription if you can. It's an amazing value. The next episode will be Aaron and myself discussing the game Corrosion by Capstone and Deep Print Games, unless you are listening to these in reverse, in which case you'll hear Aaron and I talking about board game Kickstarters that I've backed over the last couple years. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today.